Are you ready for this? M M M M M M M M M amateur M M M M M M M M M M M amateur hour M M M M M M M. Now I'm ready, Or welcome. You're listening to another episode of a podcast called Amateur Hour, which is a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. This is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag do you believe? I am your host, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur hour. We've got Rick Barry on the podcast. Just kidding. No, we're going to talk about Rick Barry. <laughs> but let's, before we dive into our meat and our potatoes uh, and our sports, Let's kick things off. Let's get the good vibes rolling. And Shrey, I want you to tell everybody what was good this week. The Weekly Highs. Max, looks like that's the alley-oop for the Weekly High. So let me start with my personal high. And that's that. Max, I've been getting a lot better sleep lately. And I feel like over the past like month or so, I've had... I've I've been waking up at night like it's just been bad like it's like and then I'll wake up groggy like after like a secondary like it's I don't even consider going back to sleep I consider it like I slept and then I took a nap mm-hmm. and then and then I it just doesn't work out like my like circadian rhythm and everything the you know what I mean the REM patterns and all that all that jazz is just like all out of whack and I was just like waking up and I was doing work and stuff and i was like wow i want to go back to sleep that's how i was feeling yeah yeah past the past couple days um i don't know what i've been doing differently but i've just been waking up at the right times and like i don't feel like groggy or like too fatigued or anything like that and i have been getting a little more exercise so maybe that maybe yes that's what it is no seriously exercise is phenomenal for your sleep um, and there's one thing that exercise scientists can agree on is that sleep is very important and exercise yeah. improves your sleep. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So normally pumping. like you think about it the other way, but like you got to no. think about it both ways. It's a two way street. When I was a kid, like before I started like working out, working out, I would do like a couple like crunches or like a couple pushups before I'd go to bed to get my blood flowing. And then as soon as I came down from that, I right out. Mm. I don't, I don't, I'm not a doctor. Do not Out, like, like try that and be like, like why am I not light. sleeping? Why am I awake still? <laughs> it's not, not advice, but it worked for me. That's good. I'm glad you're sleeping, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm out of bed. I'm, I'm Get out of here. It's late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. See you. <laughs> what a great episode. <laughs> what, about, what, music. <laughs> what about, uh, uh, um, um, sports in the world of sports, Max? Uh, this just came out recently and it was that Lamar Jackson, has been uh, given, handed, the non-exclusive franchise tag. And so that is a tag, that is the franchise tag um, that the NFL that the NFL allows you to give for players that I guess they can go and negotiate. It's not exclusive, right? So once once they once you place a franchise tag on that player, um, they have no control about I guess where they go and they're 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 a franchise wise. player. They're, they're, either yeah. you're either you you accept the tag uh, or you don't. 
and, and you, you get play, the bag. Except the jag, you, you get the, the bag. But with the with the um, non-exclusive, Lamar has the ability to t- still talk to other teams, look at trade possibilities. Like he can go out and actively seek that, um, which is interesting. But it's and it's at a number too. So uh, then he would be getting if he got the exclusive. So I I'm framing this as a high for NFL teams looking for an elite quarterback. As we know, the Ravens have done I feel like I feel like people know that the Ravens kind of do Lamar Jackson dirty in that the position they 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 put him in every year and he just doesn't have weapons at all and it feels like every year his stats look good but they could be so much better and his play and the winning could be so much better. If they kept him healthy and, and if they kept him, uh, I guess, happy with the amount of receivers and, and running backs that they have, but they just don't do it. So for anybody looking for a quarterback, I'd be happy if I was one of those teams and one of those fan bases because Lamar Jackson is going to have the opportunity to go around and look for a new home place. I am not certain. I'm I'm it's getting to a point where it's like under 50 percent for me. Uh, maybe 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 fifty five percent. I wouldn't say under fifty percent that he leaves Baltimore. Like the way that Baltimore has treated him and kind of just been like, "Hey, we're gonna do everything to show you that we don't want you here." At some point, Lamar is gonna have to just take the hand and be like, "All right, I'm gonna go to a position where I really feel valid, like to be playing as at a high level." So, I think I think that's a high for for Lamar Jackson at least. Yeah, no, I would say so. And if you're a uh, an LJ fan, that's good. I, it's 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 yeah. He's still, I guess, technically getting a bag, not as big, but it gives mm-hmm. him the freedom of choice. He might, yeah. Is- if he gets, he might get the bag bag once he finds the once he finds a location to, to in New England extension yeah, in New England. In, in New, yeah, the bag in New England it has like a penny and like <laughs> dust mites. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, I got to bring things down and I got to bring it to the lows, <laughs> the lows. So not Home Depot, but the weekly lows uh, personally for me, for my professional basketball team, the Arizona Flames, baby. Uh, we've missed the playoffs this year. No, womp, womp. a little bit of politics, a little bit of here and there. Uh, kind of dumb. So right, dumb in the sense that like we're all bummed out that our season's over. Yeah. Um, but stuff happens, you know, we learn from it, move on. I'm already starting my off season workouts, started a new training plan. So we are getting ready for next season. Yes, uh, sir. The last game that I played, my defense was phenomenal. Uh, I akin myself to like, uh, God, I don't even know. I don't like fill up the stat sheet, but I don't know. I had a great game. I felt great. And even coach was like, you, may, you had good minutes out there. I was like, yes, sir. That's what I like yeah. to hear. So <laughs> hustle plays, baby. Uh, no, but it's good. So I'm going to be working on my shot. I'm going to be working on my confidence and like passing so I can make a couple more plays. Oh, and finishing. Good God, finishing. The three-pointer? Um, is the three-pointer coming along? It's coming along. It's there. It's there. It's just you get, get it down, get a little bit more consistent. I'm finishing over big stray is my like kryptonite. It's my tough. God. Well, I mean, that's because tough. I've never had because I've never I've always played against people who are shorter than me or like my height. Yeah, that is true. So <laughs> I, now I run experience. into like six, eight, six, nine. And I'm like, what the? F-? 
Yeah. What? So now I know what you had to deal with when you have to play against me. <laughs> like literally everybody. <laughs> it's wicked annoying. It's wicked annoying. You're like, God, your arms are so long. And I thought I finished around you, but you just packed well, it. So, Max, uh, speaking from experience, it's all about one, the first step. Right. Yeah. And then two, you can't just do a straight drive every time. You you have I to. I know. That's what I'm learning. You have to, you have to like do something, right? Like, you know how, like when you're smaller, there's, there's like if fake, I'm smaller yeah. and I was guarding you, some like I have to like kind of pull the chair out sometimes because there's no way I can guard you. Right. right? So you have to find sneaky ways on offense to do the same kind of, kind of deal mm-hmm. you can't like it's too easy the the way players play it's too easy to just time and and like affect a shot yeah i know and uh, it's yeah. crazy it's crazy i've got i've gotten my 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 <laughs> my attempts packed up they put bubble wrap in it <laughs> they, they sealed it they taped it up wrote my address and sent it <laughs> in the next week in a cardboard box i mean tough but anyway <laughs> Yeah, so I so I'm I'm bummed that the season is over, but the the off season work begins now. Why two incoming? Why two? Yeah, exactly. Sophomore year. Um, as for sports, man, you know I still like John Morant and I like his game a lot, but this dude is trying to walk himself out of the NBA. <laughs> two major incidents have resulted. One of them directly, but one of them is like. Mm-hmm have resulted in him being suspended for a now indefinite amount of time. Uh, John Morant apparently fought a 17-year-old kid who was talking smack to him, and he punched him in the face. Uh, So that's not good. Well, let's go back. Remember the report that was apparently uh, they had had said there was no evidence of it, of the lasers being pointed at um, players, personnel, uh, Pacers personnel. Yeah. Regarding, you know, could have been, been a laser from a gun and was John Moran's friends involved with, or, you know what I mean? Like people involved with that, that type of thing. Like even that coming out, like even if it was disproved and everything, not a great way to like, like have be placed in the media's perception, like have Sucks. that even be written about you. And yeah. then, right. And then the one right. that you're like, talking like John about. Moran's not hanging out with cool people. They're flashing lasers Possibly from firearms at other places. Yeah, no, not good. And then, yeah, and then the one you're talking about, and then you're going to talk about the... Well, so, all right, so yeah, but wait, there's more. Uh, so he punched a kid. <laughs> you punch a 17-year-old kid. You are literally an NBA player. Look, I get it. So It's frustrating. Basketball, somebody, like, makes a good play, and they start talking crap. You know what I mean? Like, it's annoying. It's frustrating. But you don't punch somebody. No. Nah. That's the thing. Like, I think a lot of hoopers understand that, like, if you actually get into a fight in an altercation, that will ruin your career. Yeah, and then like and then the is. and then the alleged portion of that is that he went back into his home and was seen with allegedly. I want to say that allegedly seen with a a firearm on his. Well, waist. bro, listen. I saw the replay of no, no, no. This dude, the replay of the Instagram live video, which no, no, no. Up. This is the this is with the kid. Oh, this is with the kid. This is a he got so he, this dude he, goes in, grabs his grabs his pack, and then comes back out, and he's like, he's get, he got pissed. He got so pissed that he came back with with that with that. Bro, <laughs> when you take a gun, no, I'm sorry, that elevates it. And when you bring a gun oh. to a basketball game, you've just upped the stakes from a casual fun game where nobody oh. can to life and death. Final incident, but wait, there's more. Yeah, final incident. 
John Morant is on an Instagram live video <laughs> and brings no. out a gun and just is like holding it up. And he's like, I, he's it's not even, like, it's not even alleged. Like he, he this he one did. is not even <laughs> the, the headlines all say they're like allegedly. No, dude, if you watch the replay of the video, this dude has a gun that is not a Nerf gun, like up in the thing. It's like, bro, bro, wait, hang on. It's a PS4 controller. <laughs> Allegedly, a fire. <laughs> I was like, I was playing Goldeneye. I'm sorry. I, I went to the club after playing Goldeneye. Yeah, right? No. So that was, <laughs> dude. You can't, you can't do that. You know how many kids, children look up to you. You are a role model. You are a public figure, my guy. And you also yeah, went to just, a private, you went to a private school. So it's not so well. I, it's 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 not the space too. It's like. People, some people that talk guns. Some people that talk. Guns. Yeah, well, that yeah, they talk about that and like, but like, some people make their the space living. The ranch on YouTube. Like, there are people that in that space make you know the guns make sense. Right, you are a professional it's, athlete in the NBA. That does not make sense. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. I get what you're like, it's tough. It's a it's a it's a touchy subject. It's right? a touchy subject. It's it's been and, a touchy subject. So like, I want to I want to bring it upon the right way, I, and I don't want to like right. call people. But no, no, no. this was just. I, but I think that. it's fair to say that if yeah. you are a professional athlete in the NBA, it is not the place. If you have a gun for your own protection in your own home, that is different. Well, yeah, it was the way, and it was the way he was. Way that ha- yes. way he had it, yeah, and the, how he was publicizing it. That bruh. was the issue. That's a that's a bra moment. That's a bra moment, and that a certified bra moment. And now that there's an investigation by the Colorado police, yeah, that that could he have brought. Where did the where did it come from? Where did this where did this uh, firearm come from? And if he had and brought why it is on the, the serial team number plane, scratched off. Uh, <laughs> if he Max, you realize if he brought it on the team plane per NBA rules, that's a fifty game suspension. Oh, five zero because it's no firearms in any like on a, on any team on right? any team. Yeah, like team plane you can't have plane, one. Yeah, can't have one. That's an NBA rule too. It's not like by saying that we are being disrespectful to John Morant. That is a rule in the NBA rule book that if he if he brought it on the team play, and that's what they're trying to investigate. That's what the NBA is trying to look into. That's what the Colorado police are trying to look into. Where did the gun come from? And 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 did he have it on him when he was when he was boarding the uh the plane? Dude, right? that's and then tough. the report that came out that the 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 day of Stephen Adams, right? This is from Shams Charania. Stephen Adams had a had a team meeting, or, or there was a team meeting within the Grizzlies about like rules of the road, like going on the road. They they were talking about like behavior on the road because obviously, I think like you know, I mean, Dylan Brooks is getting like technical fouls and everything and like all that stuff. Like Jet I'm assuming like, this year, baby. Yeah, so like he's already got suspended, but like. The Grizzlies haven't been the most disciplined team, I'd have to say, even prior to this John Moran situation. So Steven, so they had a meeting, and Stephen Adams stood up in that meeting and and was talking about like you know road rules and how we they how the team should behave and everything like that while they're while they're traveling. And it wasn't it was that night that John Moran decided to go out. So it is like, you know what I mean? Like, I it's actually just so don't crazy. listen. <laughs> Yeah, it's not one of my strong suits. <laughs> I would have put it on my resume. That's <laughs> it's dude. It is messy, messy. Just don't have a no. Just don't, dude. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. It just don't. I'm, I'm gonna say it one more time. 
don't. And it's like, Jod, dude, you are your team. You know, Dylan Brooks, not a lot of people like him, but a lot of people like you. A lot of people look up to you. And again, what you do in your private time, there's got to be a separation there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a mistake. I I hope he learns from it. Whatever happens to him, I, I pray he learns from it early in his career because that's when he's a bit he has the ability to make the most money if this if if this continues if this gets worse and worse as a story um i mean the dude i like the dude could really fumble a bag if it gets dude, he, could get, he could get kicked out of the nba he could like well like j- like do will teams trust him when they give him a super max contract, right? Whether that be the Grizzlies or another team that, you know, ends up ha- like taking it's, him on. It's bad. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. So not ja, figure that out. And I don't, man, I don't know what that investigation is going to yield, but uh, yeah, I, we just don't. Well, All be, right, folks. Yeah. yeah. Let's dive in to our meat and our potatoes. And we're going to do something different actually here. And I'm going to play you a clip. And I want you to listen to it. All right. And I want you to listen. This is from, NBA legend, no, NBA legend Rick Barry. All right, this is this is this is him talking about the integrity of the game. What Trey and I are going to dive into is kind of the debate between the basketball purists in the modern age NBA, and uh, also so a little bit of officiating, which is something we talked about many many times. But here's a quote from uh, Mr. Barry himself: Get the officials to call them by the rule book. Okay. Stop the traveling. Stop the carrying the ball. Stop the moving screens. Call the damn game according to the rule book because players will adjust. If you're going to allow them to get away with it, hell, of course I'll keep doing it. Call the game according to the rule book. It's such an advantage to let a guy carry the basketball or take an extra step. That's ridiculous. You know, or a guy to move on offense. I mean, why are you giving all this advantage to guys? They're breaking the rules. Call the game according to the rule book. I charted a game a few years ago. Chicago, Atlanta. 59 moving screens weren't called. 59. That's insane. I can't even tell you how many times they carried the ball, how many times they traveled with the ball. Wow. Profound. Dang. <laughs> but, Shrey, I think, uh, I think he brings up a couple interesting points, right? You, you think about today's modern NBA, and there is a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of traveling and carrying that goes on mm-hmm. and also legal screens too. And I think if you are somebody who's watched an NBA game recently, you can, you can see this stuff happen. Like you can watch uh, a great content creator that goes over this stuff is dev in the lab. He has this little series where he's the ultimate snitch. And he <laughs> just <pauses laughs> he has a great videos. series. <laughs> it does. It's a, it's a great series. And he goes in, he's like, hold on. And he watches all these superstars and you watch their hands come under the ball and he says, carry, travel. And he points out some of the stuff. And this is from like this year, just alone. It's a small sample size, but you can see that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of get your thoughts, Trey, and see if this will ever be something that will kind of like be fixed. Or is this just kind of how modern basketball is played? Because in the rule book, as it stands, you know, you can't travel, you can't carry, and you can't set illegal screens. So why is this happening in the actual games? Yeah, I mean, I think it's those specific violations are more of an indictment on how the players are being taught and it's like it's almost like and it's tough to say that too but like i think it's almost like a what came first the chicken or uh the chicken or the egg type of situation so like them not calling or the players learning how to do it right 
Because, like, if you say that, okay, so maybe I need to retract my statement a little bit. Because if you say that, wrong, wrong, <laughs> redacted. Um, if you say that, uh, the players are the the ones committing the violations, they should be taught differently. Well, if wouldn't they continue to do it if they don't get called, right? And so that's that's but, one. I think that's the point right there. But then, from the other standpoint, it's like, well, if they kept being called how would that affect the game? And it's like, no. if they kept being called, would the players really change? Like, is that like, would that really happen? Would they find different ways to, to circumvent those calls? Like, I feel like there's going to be this game of cat and mouse between the refs and the, and the players with these kind of ticky tack stuff. And if it were up to me, right? Like if this was the way it was going, it's difficult to say that, um, other than egregious fouls, those should be called because of how it would really stop the game. How, like, if there were, if, if you called a moving screen on every, you could call, Max, you could call a moving screen every time down the court. I know, I know, but I you think. You could call it, you could call it up, like an up and under on, on a, and a travel on some of these heavies or a travel on some of these uh, pump fakes when you, when they pump fake and then drive and they step first instead of putting the ball down, like you call that on every possession. I, so I don't know if players would really like be like, Oh, they're going to keep calling that. Or if they would just find ways to like kind of sneak it in or, or do it when like, or do it in ways, you know what I mean? Like, like the, the hardened step back, like, triple step back you know what i mean like they would find ways to be like oh well they're not gonna call this so i'm gonna just no, do it this I, way i'm gonna i know i'm gonna stop you right there i i disagree i think i think i agree with what rick berry says and that's if you start calling it you're going to adjust and the thing too is that the nba was officially like hey we're gonna we're gonna crack down this year on traveling and carrying that was it was like the two things are like we're gonna start doing that that didn't happen because i agree with you it would be wicked annoying it's like oh my god oh oh my god another one but these guys still know how to play basketball, right? They still know how to not travel and how to not carry. They can do that. And I believe that they would be able to adjust. It, we might have to go through a little bit of a slog. And I think like early regular season would be a great time to do that. Max, I, I, so I, agree, with, I agree with you that they, they should call it. But it's also difficult. And, I, and I'm actually going to like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm actually going to take a ref side for once for some reason. What? But, <laughs> and I'll say this is that they've they've done they've called more of those like I said the pump fakes uh and and you step you make the first step off the pump fake versus uh putting the ball down and they've called those travels more right there's a lot of these travels that other than if they were like right near the ref the players are really good at sneaking travels in max those third steps they're so quick Right. When I think of like uh, how quick some of these players are, like Kyrie and and like Luke and Bradley like, oh, Luke, Beal, Bradley like Beal, like how Brown. quick their steps are in real time. It's tough for a ref to say, oh, well, that's a third step. Like, did he put the ball down? Like, and, and if he wanted to make that call, he would end up having to be like, Maybe I should call it and check the monitor and it would just take a lot of time. So some of the travels and some of the, um, 
the moving screen or like you know some of the small moving screens Trey that's easy to call moving screens I guess moving screens yeah it's different so that's travels travels up and under like uh, sorry carries those are tough to call in real time I get it but it's also like I think one of the biggest times that these happen is at the start of a uh, play or the start of a possession when guys are walking up the court or they're like you know making their initial attacks or dribbles it's really easy to see somebody put their hand underneath the ball and go and it's a difference between like floating the ball and having bringing it up high and controlling it and actually like bringing it under and again i go back to kind of the dev in the lab videos you can see instances of this where like the sideline ref is literally watching the guy with the ball and you can see that stuff coming like if i were to see that you have you you so, for the integrity of the game because that's what Rick Barry talks about. Fifty nine moving screens in a single game, Shrey, that would be annoying as heck to call. Yeah. But I think at a certain point you have to be like, guys, we have to stop doing this because otherwise, it's like you said, people are really good at getting away with it, and they're going to keep doing it. If there's no police and the banks are open, I'm going to keep robbing them. <laughs> Why am I going to work for my money when I can go to the bank and be like, give me money? <laughs> well, Max, and but what if, and, and this happens, is like refs call games differently. And yeah. so well. and so, it's really tough to put something that, that may be subjective to one. So like, and I'll put this in perspective. They took away the take foul, right? The take foul is a very objective call. It is. There is a there is an odd man rush of players, right? There is a transition opportunity. The pace of the game changes, and someone is not making a basketball play and fouling somebody. That is pretty objective, right? It's tough to sneak a take foul in, but huh. and so and so and so the refs have called it, and and that that has helped, right? That has helped the game in that players don't want to do that anymore. I don't know. He's, oh, okay, perfect, but. When you say, when you kind of put like the, did he put it up and under? Like, and especially on something like, we're not talking about the the travels where um, LeBron is taking like three massive steps to the basket to get like a layup or a dunk or something like that. Obviously, be you know what? Those are massive. No, 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 you're right. You're right. right, You're right. But so, so, okay, you're right. On like drives and stuff with the rules of the gather step, it gets a little bit more tricky. It's kind of, but I'm talking about the travels on initial attacks, right? So after the gather travels, those are different. That's harder yeah. to call. There's a, it's a big mess of bodies, but attack move travels or like if you're Jalen Brown and you pivot and you pivot and you pivot and then you change pivots or like Luca or John Morant, they do it a lot too. That should be called. Yeah. You're, you're isolating in the mid post or you're again, like going one-on-one those travels you can. Yeah. Call. So you're, you, you and have I, to look at specific situations. I feel like for those types of so plays. start with and, that. And, and that's what I'm saying. Start yeah. with that. Yeah, so you, I think that's a better plan. It's like, make sure, okay, so have the refs be like, make sure when you're looking at a player in this situation, you have to tar- you have to target them and make sure that they're like, they're making valid basketball moves, legal basketball moves. Right, and to it's get also too, Trey, I think the problem would fix itself a lot quicker, right? And, 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 and I don't want to sound like a basketball purist, be like, oh, the game, because we know the game's always changing. Yeah. But a travel is a travel, and that rule is not going to change. If it does, it's not basketball, right? Right. I think we can agree on that. Right, I would agree with that. A player is a lot less likely to commit a second violation because uh, think about it, right? You you commit a hard foul and you get that and it's like a crucial time, you're going to play defense differently. If you travel yeah. and you get called for a travel, you're, all of a sudden you're thinking about that. You're like, okay, I have to be a little bit more conscious. Let me be careful. So I believe that the problem would fix itself a little bit faster than people think. 
I get it. I get it. They, they happen a lot, but it's because it's continued to be allowed. So if like the second quarter, it'd be annoying if they didn't do it from the start. But if the second quarter, they're like, all right, we're calling these. They start calling them. The rest of the game is going to be different. It, that would be an annoying second quarter. The refs always. <laughs> but I think by the fourth, these guys are going to be playing a better brand of basketball. The screens are going to be straight up and planted until contact is off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's all about how it's called. And if it's called consistently, yes, then the players will have to adapt. Yes. But my my concern is that this these things we are don't so trust the refs. Yeah, my concern is just that <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I okay, so I was taking their side, but I don't know if I trust the refs to make yeah. that change yeah. all the way. All the way, right? They're like and I feel like you ha- that's why you have to make a situation based. Because every every one of these fouls, I mean, every one of these violations down the court would just bog the game down, and I don't think the players would learn on the quick stuff that they would that they need to make that change because it's so quick, it's so ingrained in how they've been playing. Yeah, I I know, but you so know, it's so- got to be specific situations. Like the take foul is a specific situation that they change, and that doesn't really happen nearly as often as other transition fouls. So that's something where I feel like, or it, it did, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's not something that it's something that the players could control more. I don't know if that's they can control right. the smaller stuff. All right, that's fine. Here's my suggestion. You start calling triple threat and pivot travels. Yeah. Pivot. Travels, and you start yeah. calling carries up the court and on initial attack. Hesitation, Boom. hesitation carries. Yeah. Hesitation carries. That's a big one, right? Yeah. These guys are like, they're, but they're, but Shrey, there is a way they're doing, to, they're doing like the whip nene when they come down the court, they're like, right. But you know, if you play <laughs> basketball, you can control the ball, bring your hand to the side slash top, right? It doesn't go under. It stays the side slash top and you can yeah. still keep the ball floating and has, yeah. It's yeah. And I feel like all the down the court, like that's honest. Yeah. Giannis got to stop this dude. Like he'll make <laughs> one move and then he'll bring the ball underneath. Like that is And again, like Rick Barry says, he, 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 these guys are incredible. The game is incredible. And I think you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, because as soon as you start calling it, they're going to start thinking about it. And Trey, if that changes at the highest level, that's going to trickle down. Max, do you feel like if it gets it's trickle down more, economics, it'll get you, to the bottom eventually. If you feel like it gets called more, do you think the fans would be like, would they think about it as, oh, this is good for the game? Or would they think about it as, oh, this is a two hour game that's turned into a two and a half hour game because of every possession is turning into a violation? Like, or like A or B, I the game is not scoring enough. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about like us. No per se no. but like i'm talking about people that like casually watch basketball Shrey, they feel like man this there's been a lot of calls like, Shrey, they feel like you that? know no, no no you know when you play like pure good basketball that's it's pure by this is a weird weird statement but you know what i mean when you're playing good basketball and it's a lot of passing and not a lot of dribbling it's still fun to watch the mm-hmm. offensive explosion that we've had this year is still going to be in effect mm-hmm. isolation is still going to happen and isolation without traveling and carrying will still happen i don't think it would be pertinent enough. It would just result in a few more turnovers and changes of possession, right? If it was really egregious, Christ, all right, fine, go to the film. But like, if you're just like, that's a travel, ball's turned over. I mean, it happens in lower leagues too. It happens in college a lot. You see it a lot. Refs will just call that. They're going to be like, yep, that's a travel, and the ball changes over. So there might be a little bit of a rough patch, but unless you fix this problem, it's going to keep happening. And think about the illegal screens. 
I have Steven Adams, who we talked about earlier, setting a screen. Now he's flaring his elbows and leaning into me. Mm-hmm. Jesus. The old KG used to do all the illegal screens. I used to be a Oh, KG my thing. God. The, 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 uh, it's cool when it's on your team, but when you're getting hit by that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's just no, I, I get it. I get it. It's it, it's tough on both sides, but yeah, someone's going to have to change for it to be played the correct way. It's just who's going to be the most. It's gonna not going to be me. Who's going to be the most consistent change? Yeah, and I feel like both of them are going to be like, not me, not me. And that's why it continues to keep going. Straight, if I, I'm, I'm just saying, this is my last thing, is again, if I'm a player and I can get away with traveling, I'm going to keep traveling because it makes the game easier for me and I can get mm-hmm. buckets. If I take a third step, I mean, I played games like that. There, there was games, there was games where there was this one guy and he was a shooter and you really couldn't take it inside. But every time he did, he would take a third step and it was so obvious it hurt. And we would be like, the fans and all of us would be talking to the rest. We're like, watch that third, like, it's not a gather, it's a travel. And he kept doing it. The guy didn't change it because the rest weren't calling it. And he would yeah. look at us and he'd like put his shoulders, you know, obviously like be wow. a little jerk. Wow. <laughs> Even he knew he was traveling. Wow. Uh, he's, but he kept doing it. He literally had like eight points off yeah. of these weird layups because he keeps stepping through and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he's a man on the moon. I guarded Three the first steps. two and now he just stepped around me again. I'm like, what the? <laughs> He's just Christ. doing this. He's just he's just euroing all the way. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Uh, anyway, all right. For more bad news, if you're a Celtics fan, uh, you're not happy right now. I know I'm not. Trey, are you? Bro, 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 bro. This is all I, I got. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> the Celtics, who were the number one seed in the East are now three games behind the number one seed in the East. And that's because in their last 19 games, the Celtics are 10 and 9. And to me, this slump is a little bit more than just a slump. What's concerning about this recent stretch of games is the considerable leads that we have blown in regulation and in overtime. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks own us Jason Tatum is, has been sunned by Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randle. Masked Jalen Brown can't see. And Grant Williams, I don't even want to talk about him. It's very <laughs> frustrating to watch winnable games in which we have leads get blown out because we act like we deserve to win. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly, Max, it's been a problem. Okay. The, the play has been a problem since the new year. If we talk about post pre New Year, that's when they were on their hot streak. That's when we were like, man, this team is unstoppable. They're shooting historic numbers, right? We were there was a point where people thought that this was going to be the best offensive team to start in NBA season, history. We, in we, NBA we history, that was the conversation at the beginning of the season. The Celtics yeah. might end up as the best offense in NBA history, but since the New Year, it just started to slip, right? I don't I didn't understand it to begin with in the new year where it's like, okay, we're kind of slipping a little bit. Maybe we're playing like close to 500 bath, like, you know what I mean? Like close, but it was like not enough losing to be really concerned. It was just kind of like, why aren't we winning? Why are we going on five, six game win streaks? That's what I was thinking about. Like, that's what we were doing every now and again. Yeah. 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 Right. 
But then, like, you know, you had, like, the losses against the Magic, and you saw when they would take their focus out. But it felt like whenever there was a big game, they were they were back. They were like, oh, this is a national TV game, or this is a big opponent. We need to show up and show out. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. Like, some of the best teams have that kind of issue. But post-All-Star break, Max? Oh, my God, Trey. Has been, yeah. has been, been ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. It's been... It's clear that... Right before the All-Star break, the goal of Tatum and Brown was to to play their hearts out in the All-Star game. And you saw it. Like, Tatum wanted to go for the All-Star MVP. Brown Ooh. had, like, 37, right? And he was right. coming off the facial fracture thing. And he his first game off of the facial fracture thing was the All-Star game, Max. So it was just like, I was like, why are they putting so much effort into playing and, and all that stuff? And it was like, even Giannis... Giannis played like the like the tip and like got like two points and then didn't play the rest right so like he didn't force his way through but I could now that we're past the all-star break the fatigue just looks awful like 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 no one no one in the fourth quarter everyone needs to catch their breath it's just these games are going long and the players that are well rested and the players that uh, it doesn't make sense teams. because we have one of the deepest benches in the league. Yeah, we have so much talent coming off the bench, so it it it, it might be a rotation problem. Again, Joe Mazzulla gets to this thing where he's like, "Oh, they're going to figure it out." Doesn't call timeouts, especially when other teams make runs. And like, you're up twenty. I'm getting back to the point where I'm like, twenty is not safe because of how quickly we blow a lead. And again, we forget how good other teams are. It's not like there's ways to control and run down the clock so you don't blow it. I just want to yeah. say. We let the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> post KD and Kyrie, right? So it's like Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson. You know, I love those guys. It's not a great team. You know, mm. Yuta Watanabe and Joe Harris. That's yeah. a, That should be an easy win. Like, I'm, not, I'm sorry. If you're the Celtics, that's them, an easy win. Trey, they, we allowed them. And this is on us. We beat ourselves. We allowed them to make the largest comeback of this NBA season. Yeah, 28 points. Cool. That was three games ago. The next game we played... Took the New York Knicks to overtime, fell short, lost. Yeah. The next game, we had a 20-point lead on the Cavs. We had 14 points going into the fourth quarter. Allowed them to tie it up. We had two game-winning free throws at Grant Williams. Good God, you do not deserve $20 million. Blue. And then we lost in OT. Can I tell you what's really concerning? Is like Even though we're losing leads, and that's, and that's something Missoula has said at these post-game press conferences where he's basically just saying like, no, nah, I'm not worried. I'm not I, like, we should be fine. Like, I don't, I don't have any issue. Like we just got to play better. And it, it's starting to irk me. Like, I, I really think that he's, there is a part of me, even though we were winning, that he was like a little in over his head because the players were the ones that were playing out of their minds. Missoula wasn't doing anything differently. Right. And his philosophy of offense first was something yeah. that, that, I was like, I don't know if we need to really be offense first. Like, the defense is what made us a better team in the second half of last season. And when Missoula said he wanted to be more offensive-minded, that was a little bit concerning to start with. But the the late-game situations that, that they get put into, even if the teams have made comebacks against them, are just so brutal to watch. Like, the last couple minutes of the game for the Celtics with especially since post all-star break 
with Marcus Smart chucking threes. It feels like I'm back. In, it feels like I'm back in 2019, 2020. Like I, I'm back. It does. Like it I, does. Like, like I just had like the flashbacks, right? Marcus Smart chucking threes um, and Tatum running an offense and getting frustrated with the play or not understand or, or teammates not understanding what he wants. That's an issue. Uh, the late game turnovers have come back. I thought that was something that they, that that would be worked on by Tatum and Brown to not make those key mental mistakes on drives and and it feels like they make a drive and they don't really know what they're planning on doing. So when they think, oh, I'm gonna just gonna figure out what I'm doing in midair, they kind of just chuck the ball somewhere and it's a late game turnover or they lose the ball in their drive because it's- they're thinking too hard about it. It's because it's it's bad basketball, and so I agree, Trey. It's it's like you got away, and why 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 do we have to keep having this conversation? Why I've said this before. I've said <laughs> I thought we were before. past this, Max. I thought we were past. You're this. getting away from the things that like make you a good team and make you effective, and this is what's really scary to me. Because Trey, flashback to 365 days ago, we were on a hot streak. We turned a yeah, corner. Insane. We had a god awful start, but because we were defensively minded and the players played together and we trusted the coach. And each other, we were able to make a huge run to up our seating and go in hot to the playoffs. Guess yep. what we did? We made the finals. Teams like this, and I'm thinking, Trey, of all these NHL and MLB and yeah. MLS teams that get hot at the end of the year, yep. those are the ones that do well in the playoffs. Yeah. If you yeah. come in with our attitude and we're like, oh, well, we made the finals last year, so we should probably be fine this one. Just don't change anything. You're going to lose. Like Absolutely. you either got to be consistent like the Bucks and the Bucks were consistent and then they turned it on. Right. And then they went on a 16 oh game God. win streak. So it's like not only were it, it wasn't like they needed to lose a bunch of games to then be like, oh, now we're going to figure it out. Their consistency some, has been held. Some, three game win streaks. Right. Like Mid- those are what two losses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Th- those are what make great teams is the consistency. And I would rather be the team that played bad to start and then went on a hot on a hot streak to end the year, because now for us the way the the perception is on on the Celtics, it looks like we it looks like we're peaking, or we've peaked, right? Like if all There's of no success came right. in twenty twenty two, people are gonna soon forget that the Celtics were the number one team for a long time and that that they were a part of these, like, oh, like, there were times, Max, like, and it was most of the season, where basically people thought it was, like, a a a, a right for the Celtics to be in the finals. That, that, that it is was, what, like, exactly they, they declared saying. it. They declared it. They were the top. Like, all yes. of the betting odds had them as the favorite. Like, that was, that was it. It felt like people were, like, what are we playing the season for for a while? And now that the Celtics have come back to Earth... I feel like people have just no one's really thinking about that that time period. People are now thinking about whoa, the Celtics might like are they even a favorite? Like are they are they good enough to make it out of the first or second round? Like that's what people are thinking about. Like those are the conversations I've been hearing. So that's, that's like the conversation that you have to be having. It's that's like insane that we're at this position a year after <laughs> we've made the we made the finals like we should be moving towards bettering that we're and not playing like it 
we're not playing and, like it. Yeah, and so it, it's, it's frustrating. It, for 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 me, it, it it comes down to your two best players. Like we can talk about coaching. We can talk uh, about. Uh, it also comes down to role players, dude. Make your shots. But the decision making needs to start. Yeah, the the role players have. But we know they, the role players go hot and cold, Max. That's right? why they're called role players. Sam Sam <laughs> Sam Hauser Sam Hauser was like the best three point shooter of all time to start the year. People are like, like, like he was. <laughs> I jokingly say Sammy Bird, right? People like he was gonna go crazy, and he cooled off, right? The only player I can really count on, Max, the only player that I have loved watching from beginning to end, without any uh, other than Brown, I, uh, is, is Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. I knew you were gonna say that. Malcolm Brogdon, regardless of how they're playing, how anyone else is playing, Malcolm Brogdon plays the same way. Every single night, and I appreciate him so much for it. No, you know who I like? Luke Cornett. Oh my god, his defense in the in the game against the the Cavs. Yeah, I would have rather put a, a cardboard box out there and asked him to <laughs> ask the cardboard oh. box plank plank from Edit and Eddie. Just put him out there and god, call it a night. <laughs> oh god, call it a night. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. That was not good. Not good. No, that's all right. I, it was a joke, guys. It's a joke. It's a joke. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, we don't feel. Yeah. Well, here's to hoping they're going to turn it around. Um, yeah. Cheers. But I need Missoula to start leading because this is mm. when leaders actually have to start leading. Is when the times get tough. Wait, anybody can be a good coach when you're winning. <laughs> that's right. right? That's oh, true. coach of the year, Joe Missoula, it really turned it up. Now, now is when you need to like turn it up. I don't know. Yeah. I do now. I agree. It is, I agree. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. All right. Well, before we let you go, folks, uh, we have to give you our our quick fantasy picks for this week. Um, in light, here's my quick transition. So the Celtics against the Knicks allowed this man to drop 38 points, his career high on us. Insane. Uh, so I'm going to go with Emmanuel Quickly, New York Knicks, Dennis Schroeder, LA Lakers, and uh, Trey's favorite, Jeremy Sochan, uh, San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> They're going to be my top three this week, Shrey. Max, I'm going to start uh, in Memphis. Two players from Memphis, Xavier Tillman, or Xavier Tillman, and Tyus Jones, right? With the, nice. the news that Brandon Clark is out, John Morant is out. We want to pick him up. And then lastly, we have Jalen Dern and Isaiah Stewart out, and we don't know when they're coming back with their issues. And the Detroit Pistons are tanking. So Marvin Bagley the third, uh-huh. for some reason... He's back in the limelight, and he's getting minutes, and he's played decently well. So, Marvin Bagley, pick him up. All right. All right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with the other host, Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.